0: Hey, all and welcome to Geek Freaks. I am Frank, and today I'm joined by Dan Price. How are you doing, Dan?
1: Doing great, Frank. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Excellent. Uh, Dan is the co-writer, artist, and creator of Bigfoot Nose Karate. Can you break down – I mean, I love the title, of course. It's definitely an eye-catcher. Can you break down the story as far as you can for Bigfoot Nose Karate?
1: Sure. So, uh,
0: gentle cryptid
1: warrior in a world where anyone can be the hunter – and everyone can be the prey. Uh, you've got a Bigfoot who, uh, if you think about a Bigfoot, this is an isolated creature, not seen, not heard from, uh, and he deals with that, he wrestles with that, uh, that isolationism, that alone, that, that feeling of being alone. And um, if you can't, you know, one thing I've learned about Bigfoot in all my research is, nobody knows shit about Bigfoot, yeah. okay? so uh that's what i learned in all my research watching documentaries all that stuff nobody knows anything about bigfoot so the one thing i did learn take away from it all from the lore is that you can't if nobody can oh, nobody's seen a bigfoot you can't see a bigfoot and that's going to be one of the things that shows up in the book uh it, it just kind of expounds on that that loneliness that isolation that he feels um but in that concept of the comic I mean, the first issue is Bigfoot knows Karate Hunter prey. That's what the chapter one is called, and it's establishing the character, getting to know him. You know, this is a an animal of high intelligence, high intelligence, but is you know uh, a feral beast all at the same time. Mm-hmm. But he's gentle, he's kind, he's compassionate to the to the underdog almost, you know, and that is exemplified in the story. But cross him, you'll be he'll be visible real fast. Yeah, and uh, so. We work through the concept of what a hunter and a, what a prey is at the beginning to establish the character, and then we roll into the fun part, which is Bigfoot. Uh, Bigfoot knows karate versus kung fu. Thulu, Love which it. is uh, a Cthul- yeah a Cthulhu character. So we kind of look at the comic. Casey and I look at the comic as Bigfoot uh, is uh, Godzilla versus Kong meets Kill Bill. <laughs> nice
0: yeah okay. it definitely has that that vibe of kill bill i like that a lot um a yeah. lot of the artwork that we're seeing i, I was checking out the merch and like that has the cthulhu right behind him and it's just like this ever presence over uh bigfoot which i just is just really great visual art there thank you yeah and, and you worked on this with uh casey allen uh you were the co-writer how much did uh did you guys split the job evenly how did that work out History of Casey T and i we met uh over
1: Instagram about three years ago, four years ago, and Casey uh, and I would uh, you know I kind of put it away, didn't really think about it. But Casey in around 2018 would start um, started seeing me drawing this character and putting it on Instagram, and he's like, "You got to do something with this thing. You got to." Took me a long time to find the story. Master versus uh, you know the the master finds the the wounded Bigfoot, teaches him, trains him. We've seen the Miyagi, Daniel son story told a million different ways. So it was really important to find something very different, you know, very different. So I conceived the concept uh, with, with what the script is and basically how we're going to do a five issue story with this. But I come from a world of one shot comedy comics. OK, yeah. like that's it. And um, this is a big. Wide uh, story. This is this is gonna has an expanse of five issues, going back in some deep history, and I needed somebody who could herd the cat with me being the cat in this regard. Yeah. And so I called Casey up and I was like, "Look, get involved with this." We met through something called the Comic Jam, which is a. Have you, are you familiar with the Comic Jam?
0: I've been looking it up because Casey's the editor for it. Yes, I
1: exactly. I did some work with the Comic Jam, so a few different pieces with them. And Casey and I were lucky enough to work on one together. And we just jive, we just clicked. It was perfect. Fast forward to 2021. Casey, I'm working on the project and things. He was the one who named Kung Fu Thulu. You know, I mean, he, uh, you know, he he heard my initial ideas and, you know, expounded on them and ran with them. This is a long answer to a short question. But perfect. It's a very convoluted writing format because we're writing together we we share a Google doc, and, you know he'll write to me in red and I'll write to me in blue and then when the lettering process, you know I'll edit some things down and then he'll come back and edit it in the editing process and all of that stuff. so very different you know a very different process than being i'm the you know I'm the artist, he's the writer, right. you know we know our we're we're not staying in or or at least I'm not staying in my lane, you know what I mean it's yeah. uh you know, he's great. He understands, you know, this is something that I am very passionate about and puts up with me along the way uh, as well. So thank you, Casey.
0: <laughs> well, you guys have been working together for you know three years and you guys are a few states apart. How has it been working with somebody remotely on a project like this?
1: You know, it, a lot smoother than I ever thought it would go. But we, uh, you know, then we just became buddies. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, we talk on the phone a couple times a week minimum. And we just enjoy each other's company, have similar philosophies about comics and how to execute something. And, you know, I'm watching, you know, what he's doing in other realms. I mean, he's doing, you know, he's does the Comic Jam. He, you know, he has his book Voodoo Child that he's working with with uh, Pete Woods. Um, light years ahead of so many people in his and in, in the way he thinks about comics, the way he thinks about writing. And I just can't wait for him to get his big break because. Uh, you know, I could say I knew him when, and luckily enough, I got to work with him, too. So,
0: yeah. I think Voodoo Child is going to go places. That thing is really good. I was checking that out, too.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. I've I've already read the first issue. It's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it really is awesome. It's such a great twist on uh, the voodoo concept, or not the voodoo concept, the zombie concept. You yeah. know what I mean? Because, I mean, everything's Walking Dead, you know, Dawn of the Dead type zombies. And this really harkens back to, you know, white zombie and, you know, but putting it in the 1960s vietnam era i mean i mean i i know we're not here to talk about voodoo child but Still. i can talk about <laughs> voodoo
0: child because it's just yeah. a cool
1: book and pete did a great job with the artwork casey did a great job with the story so yeah
0: it looks really yeah. good that's you guys yeah, got to check great. out you guys go to um bigfoot Nose karate uh website you guys can find you know links off to all this other work that's just fantastic uh so i've, I've been Searching around there for a couple days and checking out everything you guys got. It's pretty pretty neat.
1: How'd you like the website? I have to ask.
0: Uh, It's actually fantastic. It's a really great website. I got to be honest. Thank you. Very clean, which is how that the book has done itself, really. And we'll go into that here momentarily. Uh, But it has a very clean look that's just inviting. You've worked in the past in comic books before. uh, And so you've had, you know, Latex Avengers was your first one. And then Masters of Obvious. How did those, I know this was supposed to be a shared universe, but then they divided off. How have those inspired this work?
1: Um, you know, actually, uh, it's uh, the, the inspiration, how they inspired it was, I'm I, look, I'm a big believer in make it different. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now I was in the, the realm of comedy comics, uh, you know, latex Avenger masters of the obvious Excelsiish, All three of those titles, my creator own works. They were all sitting in the comedy area, you know, whatever you want to say. And, uh, when I left comics, you know, I went back to painting, and then, you know, I worked in the world of theater. I've done a bunch of different things. Everything is different from one to the other. Mm-hmm. So when it, when it came to uh, this project, all I knew was it had to be different. There is um, a very important person in my early days of comics. His name was Bon Adami. Bon uh, Junior, we met in, uh, at a free comic book day. And Bond came on. I was writing and I was writing and doing the artwork for Latex Avenger. Bond and I clicked. uh, He was like a little brother. He took over the art chores on Latex Avenger. I started working on the Masters of the Obvious book. He saw, Hey, uh, I want to draw that. So I said, Okay, let's do Masters together. And uh, you know, we worked on that book, and then we even did the Stanley Excelsiish book that we, you know, uh, web comic that we did. It was great. Um, but the problem, you know, he lived down the street we hung out a lot. It was, it was amazing. But unfortunately, Bond passed away a couple of years ago and a uh, young guy, I mean, real young guy. And it was like, like losing a little brother. I mean, it's yeah. not a day's go, go, day goes by where I don't think about him, especially. And I took a break from comics after that. Uh, I was raising a family anyway and doing all of that. It was just time to walk away for a while and losing Bond. That hurt bad. Um, so when I got back into doing uh, some things a couple years ago, I did some work for Halloween, man. I did some stuff for Wano Guy Comics, and um I said, you know, I when it came time to do this book, I couldn't go back to the well. No latex Avenger, no Masters of the Obvious. Put those aside for a little while. Because those were, you know, while I they were my projects, they were my creations, my my i Bond was along along for the ride on all of that. You know what I mean? We we worked very hard together, very closely. And I felt like it would be at this juncture to start doing one of those stories again. I just, it didn't feel right. Uh, so Bigfoot was the, how Bigfoot was inspired by those was a need for something new and fresh and different. Uh, and for me to be able to sink my teeth into a different genre, different art style. I mean, I was writing for a long time. I wasn't even doing artwork, I was just writing. So to do a, a book by myself and, and then bring in Casey because I realized that it was a bigger handle, you know, uh, that's the inspiration is, you know, get me, something, get me something new and different and, you know, that kind of thing. So, yeah, where it is.
0: Well, yeah, and it's a whole new genre. Like you were saying, you were doing comedy before. This is a much mm-hmm. more serious route, which, which is funny because when you think of, you know, Bigfoot doing karate, the first thing that comes to your mind is like, I can't wait to see this on Nickelodeon. But no, it's mm-hmm. you know it's something that we're actually invested in, and it's going to be serious, and that's exciting. Um, not to not to harp on him, but it did you find a spot for Bond in this comic book? Is there any sort of reference to him?
1: Uh, the book will be dedicated to both Bond and another gentleman named Paul Rigg, who was another artist here in Texas. He was from San Antonio. Bond and I, we I live in Austin. Bond did too. Uh, Bond, uh. Paul passed away over the over last summer, unfortunately, cancer. He was uh, young, a little younger than me, actually. And uh, so the book's going to be dedicated to Bond. Now, uh, to off sidetrack for a second, um, while I said I wasn't going to work on a Latex Avenger book right away, uh, Drew Edwards from Halloween Man, uh, who's a friend, I mean, when I have known each other a lot of years now, uh, came to me and said, Do you want to do a Halloween Man meets Latex Avenger crossover? And uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Halloween, man, but it's a it's been around a long time, very mm-hmm. very successful indie book. And so he came to me and asked me if I wanted to do that. We co-wrote a script, uh, wrote a script together, and a gentleman by the name of Paulo Hernandez. Uh the nice part about it was on it on panel on page two, first panel, there's a drawing of Bond drawing in the coffee house where Latex Avenger and Reuben are coming in from the rain, oh, it's wow. plain as day. There's Bond drawing away and looking annoyed at Latex Avenger. And uh spermacidal foam lab because that's what Bond would have done in that situation. He would have yeah. stopped. Him. So uh that's he's a cool. good guy. Yeah, he was he was a good guy, but low uh tolerance for irritation, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh yeah.
0: well that's that's how it is when you're really passionate about your work. You just it has to be right. <laughs> yeah,
1: perfect. absolutely. All
0: right, so let's go ahead and start talking a little bit more about Kung Fu. Um about <laughs> I got Kung Fu Thulu here, which is one of my favorite names ever. Uh I about yeah. <laughs> well, how did you get inspired to bring in something like Cthulhu into this story? Such a big villain.
1: Um, okay, you have a Bigfoot that does karate.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> what in the hell are you gonna put up against him? Right. To make that make sense. You know, I mean, this is not the usual bad guy. You know what I mean? It can't, yeah. you know, the protagonist is a bigfoot who does karate. The the antagonist has gotta be just more over the top than that a Cthulhu who does martial arts is a, is a great counter is a great, uh, you know, protagonist antagonist to a Bigfoot that does karate. I mean, it really was, listen, here's the thing. Modern comics are steeped in realism. Okay. They're, 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 they're made and designed to be, you know, to translate that, you know, that's my, my belief. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, there's a market for, there's a market for everything. But that's not what I love in comics. <laughs> I love the fantastical. I love the mystical. So let's get over the top, and I think that's one of the, the traits of this book: is over the top is constantly happening. I mean, yeah, what, Bigfoot uh, defending a bunny rabbit from a wolf, to uh, you know uh, him fighting a Cthulhu to a bloody pulp, and yeah. then the next thing that happened, you know, the the big. The big uh, twist at the end. We're constantly raising the raising the stakes in this issue, and um, because I think, like you said, you hear the concept "Bigfoot knows karate," and you're like, "I'm waiting for this to be on Nickelodeon." This is not the book you think it is.
0: It's not.
1: <laughs> it's not the book you think it is. It's the book you've always wanted that you never knew you needed, and mm-hmm. it is not what you thought it was. You know, I, that's yeah. the way I like to think about it.
0: So, uh, Bigfoot, does he go by any of the name or is it just Bigfoot in the book? Well, we're going to call him Bigfoot for now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. When you're reading the preview that you have on, on your guys' website, um, you know, it's, it's beautifully drawn and everything like that. And I'm trying to understand Bigfoot's character outside of what we know from Bigfoot, just like, you know, this guy that just is always out of focus. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and you're checking him out. I, I do like how he's defending the rabbit. My question for you is what does he do? Is he a herbivore? Is he always like, cause he just kills that wolf. And I'm like, I feel bad for the wolf a little bit. It's like, he was just doing his thing. So how, right. what is he doing out there in the forest? What's his goals? Uh,
1: you know, it, it goes back to, it goes back to, uh, what's he doing? Um, I want to answer that question.
0: Dancing around those spoilers. I I'm going to dance around
1: it. and <laughs> I'm, I'm going to dance around it like a politician talking yeah. about taxes, man. I yeah. mean, seriously. Uh, yep. I don't know. Um, so, uh, what's he doing? Um, I, I that will be answered by the end of the issue. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I really don't want to. I don't want to go there yet. Um, this is. There's so many little little nuances and twists and turns in this story yeah. that I'm so. I mean, I can't wait for book one to be done because then I'm gonna go. Okay, everybody, now let's talk about it. You know, yeah. I mean, like. I can't wait for that. And I've got a really fun way to do that in our Kickstarter that will be when we release that, there'll be some really cool things that are going along with the Kickstarter that'll give an expanded concept of what the story is. We can talk about that in a minute
0: though. Yeah, so, yeah. I, yeah. it's just right away you pick that up from your from Bigfoot that he is definitely more complex, that he has motivations that are outside of what you would normally suspect out of a Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and then of course, you know, where did he learn karate? There's so many questions that you have, and I'm excited to to dive into that. That's gonna be really fun. Uh, so we know we have, uh, Kung Fu Thulu as, as one of the big villains, is there going to be a pantheon of big villains or is that kind of like the far off big guy that we have to look forward to?
1: Um, there's, okay. I will say this, uh, this is going to be a cryptid heavy comic. Uh, there will be a lot of cryptids in this, in this, uh, storyline, uh, that we'll be doing, uh, how they're introduced and why they're there. It will be a, there'll be a different reasoning behind that than, you know, it, then Godzilla, you know, then, then some Mothra attacks and then, hey, call Godzilla and Brr, you know, and do yeah. that whole thing. Uh, the motivators are, the motivations are very different.
0: Okay. okay. But
1: it will, there will be, and I've never been one to draw monsters. Um, you know, that's just not been the thing that I've done. And man, I've had to pick up my game in that regard hard because yeah. I was even playing around with the Mothman concept recently. And you know, looking at other Mothmen on the web, how do you make it different? You know, because it's such a, you know, it's such a broad concept. I mean, people have been Cthulhu, Mothman, Bigfoot, and I mean, I even made some choices with my Bigfoot. Bigfoot that people were asking about. You know, I mean, he's got a hairy. He's got doesn't have any hair on his chest. He looks more like a gorilla. Okay, I mean, how do you know? How do you know what Bigfoot looks like, man? Like, uh, (laughs) when's the last time you you saw one? (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I was at the family reunion last week, and then, hey, Uncle Bigfoot. You know, yeah. it never happened. Never happened.
0: Well, I so. think I think you did quite a good job. I was watching your YouTube video where you drew a panel for uh, of, of Bigfoot kind of with the sword and the really cool background and all like that. Uh, it was about a seven-minute video, so we'll link to it so that you guys can watch uh, Bigfoot in action getting drawn. I thought that was really well done. This,
1: is, this was something that I drew or something that somebody else had drawn?
0: I believe it was you. Shout it, it shouted out to your Instagram at the end.
1: Oh, okay. Um, was it the Bigfoot holding the sword yeah. forward? Okay. That was actually drawn by a gentleman named Rob Johnson. Okay. okay. So, yeah. So he, he did that. Look, we've been really really fortunate to get some incredible fan art, uh, oh, I see. you know? Okay. So there's been, look, we haven't released the book yet. We've received over 45 pieces of fan art already. Wow. Yeah. It's been, and it's just been one of those things that just kind of went viral. You know, I, uh, Did the, you know, like I said, I started doing the character sketches in like 2017, 2018. I was, I started getting fan art then, you know, a couple of pieces here and there. And then all of a sudden, when I started the book in January, February, I guess is when I started the script Mm -hmm. Um, and I started doing initial sketches, all of a sudden, just one after the other, after the other, Be on the video, but like, I mean, somebody mailed
0: me this. Oh, wow. Yeah. The time that's in that is, that's something else. This one, uh,
1: this is a, uh, oh, you uh, see
0: that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I've got my uh, portfolio back here. I got another gentleman who's mailing me a Bigfoot Cthulhu piece. If you go to my Instagram, you got to check it out. His name's Adam Caswell. Okay. Go through my Instagram and look at that. He, it was in the last week. He's been sending work in progress shots. I mean, mind blown mind blown so i gotta say number one i'm absolutely humbled that people have taken to the character that other contemporaries in the indie comics community have taken to the character the fans have taken to it that they're drawing like they're taking their time out of their lives away from their projects to draw my character are you out of your mind man i mean seriously that's incredible so um I'm used to people not liking my work. I mean, Latex Avenger, he's got a rubber on his head. He fights, you know, he's got a psychic, a 12-year-old psychic named a foam foam lad. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You know, I'm used to people being repulsed by what I do. So yeah. with that being said and done, the fact that people have gravitated to Bigfoot, I mean, what's in a name, right? I think that's the first hook that grabs you. Yeah. And then the character design's kind of fun. And you know what I'm saying? So it's... Uh, right away, yeah. Yeah, so, and I'm really trying to do a different style, a different look than you see in, you know, like those heavy realism comics, you know, I'm really trying to harken back to a brushy, grungy style that is, you know, feels almost painted in its own way, or, you know, with a lot of movement, a lot of line work that is, you know, constantly moving around, and, you know, harken back to those Hanna-Barbera painted background days, you know what I mean, and, uh, yeah. So that's what I'm trying to do. And I, and I, and I'm happy
0: people are gravitating to it. It's really cool. Uh, can you see some of this fan art on your, on the gallery on your guys' website? Absolutely. Most of the gallery is fan art okay. and I've got to, I've got to update that.
1: I've got probably about 10, 15 pieces I need to put up there. Okay. So, um, yeah, com. Go to the, go to the gallery section and you will see work from a lot of people. Yeah. So it, it's very cool. We'll it's link to the cool.
0: Instagram and the website. You guys make sure you take some time to check it out. Um, Thank you. Okay, then let's let's go ahead and talk about uh, the, the art in the actual comic book itself. Uh, you brought the Hanna-Barbera thing. That's perfect because I, I wrote down here. It reminds me of a storybook almost with a watercolor mm-hmm. background. And, and then, you know, you got Bigfoot really standing in front of it. Uh, I find it very interesting that even like where you'd expect it to be white outlines is, no, it's like a tan. And everything's drawn as if it, as if you drew the whole page at once. It's very well done. I, I really appreciate the effort you put into that.
1: I do draw the whole page at once. I mean, I draw a panel, I color the panel, draw a panel, I color the panel. I do it all in one shot. My workflow is a little different than most. I work in Adobe Illustrator. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a graphic designer, creative director. That's what I do for my day job. So I'm really steeped in, in Adobe products and the illustrator is like, that's, that's my buddy. Yeah. And so I, I do all my work in vector format. Uh, so if I wanted to put it on the side side of a building, it, it would look perfectly crisp. Um, so that's pretty cool. But I also draw with my finger, with my fingertip. Oh wow! Um, I have a touch screen computer that I never really got comfortable with a stylus, and so mm-hmm. my hand shakes a little. So I notice that when I'm drawing with my finger, it's a lot more fluid than when I'm trying to draw with a stylus. So if you ever go to my Instagram, you'll see I do live streams. Pretty frequently, uh, live draws on there, and so that usually gets people a kick. They see, oh my God, he's doing this with his finger, finger and a mouse. That's how I work. So
0: you could never, t- like, you would assume that it would be really chunky or something like that, but there, you would not tell that it was done by a finger. Like, yeah. like the rabbit, and like, that's all fine detail. That's that's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's pretty. Impressive. Thank
1: you. You know, I mean, good brushes. You know, will do an amazing, will do an amazing job for you. And I, I spend a lot of time either finding brushes or creating brushes that meet my needs and you can tell you know a lot of grungy brushy you know a lot of you know i really want that busted up look in the artwork for sure
0: yeah there there is something too where it almost feels like it's being drawn on parchment paper in a way Mm -hmm. um and where did you get the color choices that you're using like him obviously wearing the orange makes sense with a with a karate but you also have kind of a more um pastel palette around him was that by choice
1: yeah, so I really wanted uh, earthy tones. Yeah. Um, the else I've ever done has been high saturation. And that made sense. I mean, they were cartoon comics about, you know, over-the-top cartoon comic, like family guy turned up to 11 type thing, mm-hmm. you know. So I really wanted everything really bright, poppy, and snappy and happy. Uh, this isn't a poppy, ha- snappy and happy book. You know, this is uh, a lot different. The art style from it kind of came from two things. Um You can see where traces of it in Halloween, man, that kind of that grungy look. But the, uh, some children, children's books I illustrated for somebody, uh, for a a writer out in Colorado. It was about a dog and a cat hanging out with their grandma and they had, they went to the park and had a picnic and that kind of thing. But, uh, it was, but that's where I developed that kind of that, that brushy background that had that, that, that softer look. And that's where I developed that. And so I was kind of marrying in that horrific grungy look, you know, the, the, that brushy style on the, on the foreground characters and then that painted background on the background characters. Pastels, the, the, everything's muted. You know, there's a lot of muted colors, except when you get to things like blood. Blood right. is the most vibrant color on the page. And I think I did that because look, I'm not a violent guy. I don't watch horror movies. I'm not into jump scares. I mean, that's just not me. But if I'm gonna do something, again, let's turn that up to 11. Yeah. And I, uh, you know, so there's a lot of blood in this book. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of exploding body part type things, situations, you know, from mm-hmm. cuts and wounds and things like that. And one of the things that uh, I wanna do is, and Casey, we both kind of agree on this, uh, Candace, we do. Um battle damage stays okay this isn't like he he doesn't have a wolverine healing factor you know he will heal but it's going to take a minute to get there Mm -hmm. so um scars those stick around uh you know for a while you know so don't get your arm cut off because it ain't coming back yeah yeah
0: and the way the blood stands out like i'm looking at the hunter panel right now uh the final hunter panel if you know what i mean on the preview uh it's very clear what damage has been done in the scene and in in the background you still have that meadow You know, and it's still the meadow, but there's (laughs) a butterfly. Yeah. And he's like looking even at the butterfly, like, oh, you're at peace now with Mm -hmm. bright blood everywhere. uh, The way they contrast each other is really great. And again, I just I have to shout out these panels. Uh, The panels themselves are not just perfectly squared or something like that. They actually feel like those heavy strokes as well. And the force goes throughout the entire background of the panels into the night sky. So uh, it's just really unique. And I think it's a really great entry level for people who are new to comic books. Yeah, I think it's a really good way to jump in.
1: Nice. Thank you. Thank you.
0: All right. So we got to get people checking out this book. Uh, your Kickstarter starting October 13th, correct?
1: Correct. I'd, lo- I'd love to talk just to give you some tell you about the options that we're doing, if that's cool.
0: That's exactly what we're going to. Rick. Yeah.
1: I love it. I love it. We're right here. Right, we're right <laughs> here. Um, okay. So we're going to be doing three editions of the book. There's going to be a regular edition, variant cover, and then the deluxe edition. Okay, Well, the the story's thirty pages and all three books that never doesn't change. The variant cover is done by a gentleman named Matthew Skiller. Uh, you can find him on Instagram at Skillful Studios. Uh, great guy, good friend out of Indiana. Just we, he's my my drawing homie on live on on live draws. We do a lot of stuff together. Did I just use the word homie? Anyway, yeah, you sure um, did. <laughs> I sure did. All right. So anyway. That's a new thing that's been happening to me lately. I just picked that up about 20 years past its prime. Anyway, um, so uh, he's a great guy, and he worked on that book, and uh, he worked on that cover, and he did a
0: heck of a job. Can I show you something? Of course. Yeah. This is – take a look at that. Oh, my God. Look at that. Holy – that's probably the most detailed thing I've seen so far. Look at that. That's amazing.
1: That, that's just beautiful. It shows the that's scale
0: beautiful. of Kung Fu Thulu too uh, uh, really well.
1: Blue in the book is actually quite a bit bigger than Bigfoot. Yeah. So, and that's going to play really hard into it. And this is that other piece that I yeah. showing you color earlier. That's right, yeah. Yeah. This it has is, like... Tomas, this is amazing.
0: The coloring on that in the background is kind of that orange flame almost mm-hmm. in the colorful version. Of yeah. It. So
1: it's beautiful. And then, uh, yeah, there's just been some incredible art. Incredible art. Yeah. I can't believe it. um So, yeah, but the Cthulhu in the comic, I mean, I, Bigfoot comes up, is about the size of his eyeball. I mean, <laughs> let's go. Let's yeah. just make him huge. Have fun. And with make it. <laughs> Bigfoot have to figure that out, you know, yeah. how to get in there and do that. So, pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good.
0: So, we have the tier that has the variant comic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The
1: variant cover. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, totally I'm lost track where we're going. You're good. Got yeah, The variant cover, the regular edition cover, which I did. And then I did the cover for the deluxe edition, too. And the deluxe edition is going to be, I believe, 44 pages. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's going to have the 30-page story. And then it's also going to have a fan art gallery in there, some sketches that I did, uh, some, like, secret sketches that I haven't really posted or anything like that. And um, I'll go ahead and tell you about it now, I guess. I I don't know. I mean, this is my crazy tier that uh, I'm really excited to talk about and I haven't spoken about yet. One of the things in the deluxe edition that we're going to do is a director's commentary, okay? And uh, it's, going to be a, uh, it's going to be a QR code in the book. Mm-hmm. And, if you, and then you scan the QR code, it will take you to a private video where you can watch a roundtable discussion of myself, Casey Allen, and a few other people discussing the comic in detail, going through page by page, talking about the nuances of this and that, you know, the symbolism that's going on behind it, and, pro- and projections of where we're going to be taken in the future, too. Because, oh, wow. like I said, there's so much we can't talk about yeah. now. But I'm so excited to talk to you guys about it. Then yeah. you asked me what his name is. You've asked me a lot of questions, and I'm like sitting there just smiling yeah. because I can't get into it yet. And uh, but once you read the once you read the first issue, Frank, uh, I think you're gonna I think you're gonna go. You're gonna do one of two things. You're gonna go, holy shit. you are gonna go, holy shit. What was this guy thinking? It's gonna be one <laughs> of the other.
0: Yeah. Hopefully the first one, but uh, that is such a creative, awesome bonus. I haven't heard of that before. A director's commentary on a comic book. That's such a good idea.
1: <laughs> you can do yourself, right? There you go. Right,
0: just between you and me. Yeah. So
1: we're going to try this out and see how it goes. Um, I've got some cool ideas coming up for future Kickstarters as well, but this one, let's keep it simple. Yeah. You know, uh, not too many options. I want to, you know, the books, you know, there'll be a, you can get the three pack. I've got a t-shirt design that we're doing. The artwork was done by a, a gentleman named Josh Flower uh, that we're going to be doing a limited edition T-shirt uh, on BigFitnessCarate.com and see that black and white artwork that Josh did. Phenomenal. So yeah. we're, uh, we're going to use that. And then I may do a poster. You can see up here. I don't know if you can tell the, yeah. uh, the Bigfoot Karate piece up there. I get these uh, wrap canvases, you know, and I can have do those as one of the tiers as well. Yeah. So pretty exciting. Got yeah. some good stuff, and I'm not going to overblow it, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's the first step, and then you got more books to
0: come, so, yeah, that's when you want to blow and it And if
1: it goes well, if the campaign goes well, we'll re-release it on Indiegogo with some new covers and that sort yeah. of thing, you know, maybe do some different tiers. But right now, I'm dipping my toe in the water for a first-time Kickstarter, you know, long-time yeah. listener, first-time caller, you know, I mean, <laughs> it is my very first Kickstarter, back in the day when I was doing comics, there was, Kickstarter was just in its infancy you know, it seemed like, and I was scared to go near crowdfunding, Um, you know, look, pandemics are pandemics, right. And they make you rethink about how you would do stuff. And frankly, I think Kickstarter is amazing distribution tool because it allows you to get an audience without having to go set up at every single show known to man, you know, paying table fees, travel fees, hotel fees, food, you know, all that stuff like that. By the time you get done, you're lucky if you broke even, you know, so
0: we uh you know we we deal with a lot of other indie comic book writers and there are, are some of them that I you know we follow up on with them all the time and they're just now kind of getting back into that comic book or the the uh, comic con grind and you're seeing some of them go up and down a state and just hitting everything they can and mm-hmm. it's like you know online is where it's at really that's that's where the community's at so um yeah. it's good that you guys are embracing it and it, hopefully it works very well I think it will Thank you All right guys so we're going to have the links to everything including the Instagram the website and uh, if it's not out by the time this releases, it will be uh, attached later on, uh, October 13th, the Kickstarter. So you guys can get involved with that. Get your hands on this. They also have a merch shop so you guys can pick up your shirts, your, your mugs. There's a sticker that I'm going to be wanting to get. Um, and you guys can check it all out. And uh, thank you very much for joining me, Dan. I appreciate it.
1: Oh, yeah. No, can I tell you one quick funny story real fast? Of course. Of course. On the merch. I mean, as much as people are digging it, this is my favorite one of those stories. We actually already got our stuff uh, pirated and uh, bootlegged on the internet. Oh, no. uh, people were finding uh, my t shirt designs on Amazon and Redbubble. I used Cheese Public. And I'm yeah. like, what? So that we've already had people ripping us off. So I'm taking it as a compliment, frankly. Yeah. You know, I'm glad they liked it enough to steal it. So I just thought that was pretty funny.
0: My first thought when I saw, when I saw Bigfoot was like, okay, that's a tattoo waiting to happen. I'm waiting for the, somebody to bust out the, the Bigfoot t- tattoo because that'd be perfect, especially if you got like the oh man, like the Cthulhu overlooking him. Oh man, it, it'd be perfect. It's gonna be great. So I imagine. You like,
1: so you're talking about the stick. You want the red sticker then, don't you? Is that yeah, I you're... saw
0: there's the one sticker that I was like, oh, it was on a laptop too. I was like, that's exactly where it's gonna go. <laughs> yeah, I've
1: got. Uh, I just picked up. Yeah, I got. Um, I just wanted to see how they came out, and they're oh, great. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's really a good fun. One. That's, yeah, the, that's that's one of the good.
0: shirts that I liked too. Is that one? yeah one. i
1: got the i the shirt i got was the was the cthulhu behind bigfoot shirt that's the shirt i went with when i picked one up and uh i love it i mean yeah. i'm just like ah every time i put it on i'm like oh. it's so it's so totally exciting. geeking out <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. totally geeking out of myself
0: i'll let we can wrap up though i'm sorry about no, that. no that's huh? great yeah i want to thank you very much for joining me dan and i hope everybody heads Absolutely. over to kickstarter all right uh guys join us next week for another episode of geek freaks we'll see you then bye